This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, did you embrace the warm weather yesterday? I did. I didn't quite get on a bike, but uh, I want to get out there, get out of the house. I decided I was going to pick up skateboarding. So yesterday, like, I know it sounds crazy, but I at, used to... At the early age of 33, you're going to... 34. 34, you're going to start skateboarding. Well, it's a long story, but I randomly had a skateboard deck in my home, just the deck, like the wooden part. I was like, I'm going to slap some trucks on this thing, some wheels. I'm going to... I live next to a huge parking lot. I'm going to go over there today. It's such a beautiful day. I'm going to skateboard, man. So I went to, to the store, uh, board shop, Sorcerer Sports, picked up all the hardware, spent like 100 bucks, put it together. I was getting so jazzed and so i i had the board together i'm like let's go to the parking lot taz no joke it's like the, the parking lot's probably 30 feet away from my from my front door i was so excited i put on some earbuds and i opened up spotify i put on tony hawk's pro skater 2 soundtrack i am jazzed you know, I'm ready to go. Like I'm like, I'm about to shred. You think you're going to be flying off a ramp onto the roof of the arena? This parking lot will never be the same, is Ra- what I'm saying. Rail slide down a massive staircase? Yeah. Gotcha. So I I, uh, I get the skateboard. I walk out my front door. I'm like, I might as well skate over to the parking lot. I might as well go down the sidewalk. So I put the skateboard down, I step on it, I start rolling. A car goes to leave the parking lot, didn't go over the sidewalk or anything, was just ready to like leave. So I kind of panicked. I turn left down the bike path. I go flying off my skateboard. (laughs) Earbuds go flying out of my ear, Taz. I was not on the skateboard for more than, I swear to God, five seconds. I was 20 feet away from my laneway. Why is there not video of this? There's two people in the vehicle in the parking lot. They go, hey, bud, you need a hand? I'm like, no, I'm 10 feet away from my door. So I start walking. You went down hard. I went down hard. I start walking back to the door. I realize I can't move my right arm. I go to feel my shoulder. It's out. I pop my shoulder out for sure. I go inside, get my girlfriend. She takes me to the hospital. I dislocated my shoulder, Taz. They knocked me out with the drugs, popped it back in. I'm shirtless, you know, in front of all these nurses. They're like, what happened? I was like, I was skateboarding. How old are you? 34 male. Do you skateboard often? No. Were you wearing a helmet? No. It was just the worst. So I got this stupid sling I gotta wear for like four weeks, and Come I gotta. I, honestly, I'm not wearing it right now because I didn't want to. I didn't want to ruin the joke and let you know what happened. But I got it here. I gotta. I hit up our buddy Ronnie Young at Medport. I gotta do physio for a couple weeks. Oh. Yeah, it's the real deal. Man, I, like people don't understand how close that uh, that parking lot is. It's your next door neighbor. I'm not exaggerating. It's, I, it's probably it's less than thirty feet. Yeah, you probably went across. Eight to ten squares on the sidewalk yes. before you wiped out hard. It was, I'm not even joking, less than five seconds. I'm not exaggerating for comedic <laughs> effect. It was ridiculous. And I realized what the problem was. Num- well, there's two problems. Number one, I'm not good at skateboarding. Yeah. Like I used to like go down the street at my friend's house when I was like 14 in their laneway sometime. Like I was never a skateboarder. Uh, but also the trucks, like they go on loose or you can put them on loose or stiff and they were tight. super loose. So when I just made that, initial, yeah. when I made that initial turn, it just like turned super fast. Ass over tea kettle, shoulder out. 
sucked. Did they do like the Mr. Miyagi? I, I've never had my shoulder come out. I have friends who it, it happens to them on a regular basis and they'll yeah, pop too. it in on uh, by themselves. But how did they, like, what is that like? I was knocked out. They gave me all the drugs. Like, I wasn't even awake for it. They said if you, because I, I have separated my shoulder before, but not dislocated it. And it's the same shoulder, but uh, since it hasn't been dislocated <laughs> before, it's like, it's very tricky to get it back in the right spot. So they had it. I don't remember it. They, like, they knocked me right out. <laughs> so it's just so embarrassing because in the middle of a pandemic, I end up going to the hospital, wasting the doctor's time because I'm a 34-year-old dude who thought he was going to pick up skateboarding. Totally rad. <laughs> so rad, man. Oh. <laughs> but I'm not letting the skateboard win, Taz. Are you going to get back on that uh, Damn board? right. Damn right. I may need some friends. Like, if anybody knows, if you skateboard or you've taught a skateboard lesson, like, give me six weeks. <laughs> so you've got to rehab. rehab your shoulder Big first. Time. You're not going to get back on there with a bum shoulder. No, but I can't let the skateboard defeat me. I can't go down like that, Taz. Uh, could you get a helmet as well? Yes. Yes. I, I do okay. have a snowboard helmet, but it might get a little hot. I want you to have the helmet. I want you to have the wrist guards. Uh-huh. I want you to have the knee pads. Knee pads, elbow pads. Yeah. 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 I know it's not the cool Tony Hawk look that you're after, but even when mm-hmm. he's doing big stunts, he's wearing yeah. the, the equipment too, right? You know what's less cool than wearing a helmet and elbow pads? Falling in front of two people five <laughs> right. seconds away from your house. Oh, please be listening, those two people. Wouldn't that be amazing? If they have a dash cam, maybe I'd be oh, on it. If you, if you are the people who saw a, uh, an adult man wipe out hard on a skateboard yesterday. His um, arm wouldn't g- go back into a spot. Like who, I was walking who was clearly <laughs> pretending that he was okay <laughs> when he wasn't. Call us. Taz and Jim, Game of Palooza. Brought to you by Pizza Nova. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. This wow. is... Wow. Owen Wilson's super-powered wow. Yeah, excited about this new game here. Julie in Stratford, Ontario is our contestant. Hey, Julie. Hi. You're a little nervous because you're not a big superhero person, right? No, I don't know them very well. Okay, well, uh, hopefully this is this is easy enough for you. <laughs> Owen Wilson is now in the Marvel Cinematics, Cinematic Universe. He is uh, in the cast of the new Loki TV show, which comes out in June on Disney+. And he's going to be meeting a lot of interesting characters now that he's part of uh, the Marvel Universe. So we've got Owen reacting to meeting some superheroes. You guess what superhero he's reacting to, and... We'll hook you up if you get enough right. It's best two out of three, I believe, Jim, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Here is uh, Owen Wilson meeting his first superhero. Wow. All right. Have a seat. Yeah, great. Okay. Yeah, Natasha Romanoff. You're, you're, I got to say, you're beautiful. I expected a Russian accent, but this is cool. This is great. Wow. So what, what are your superpowers exactly? I have a file here, and it says that you... Uh, you wear leather and you do karate? Do you know Jackie Chan? Or do, where did you learn karate? Was it from Jackie Chan, my friend from Shanghai Noon, or was it Vladimir Putin? I just don't know. Unreal. Can we get one more wow? I don't wow. I feel like there wasn't enough wows in wow. there, Owen. Superpowers, wow. <laughs> you just do karate? What uh, What superhero is Owen Wilson wowing? Black Widow? 
Black Widow. Hey, I thought you wow. were good at this. You really got it. Wow. <laughs> okay, uh, Owen Wilson, super-powered wows. Uh, next uh, Marvel superhero. Let's hear it, Owen. All right. Wow, wow. Have it. Wow, you're thin for a superhero. I have to say, wow. I like your skin color. What is it, purple? Is it a dark maroon? I don't know, but I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Huh. Wait, come on. Come on. You're a robot? And that's an infinity stone in your forehead? What? I, I spilled a little coffee on my on my file here, but it says you're dating the Olsen twins? Is that what Mary Kate or Ashley? Either way, they're both adorable. Which superhero is Owen Wilson wowing there? I think the only purple one I know is Thanos. Thanos is incorrect. No. <laughs> it's not one of the Olsen twins. But it's an Olsen sister. Oh, there's a third. Yeah. They're triplets. Uh, Vision was the answer we were looking for. Vision is is dating Scarlet Witch. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) You need this one for the win. Owen Wilson meeting a Marvel superhero. Let's hear it, O. Wow. Wow. So your suit is made completely of vibranium. Wow. Wow. I got to say, that futuristic city in the middle of Africa is amazing. I was... Climbing Mount Kilimanjaro there in 2019. I didn't even see the place. It's totally hidden. It's amazing. Unbelievable. Hey, do you think I could try one of those purple flowers? Who is Owen Wilson meeting there? I I honestly don't have any idea. Wakanda forever? I like to call it Wow Conda. Oh, Black Panther? Black Panther is correct! Yeah, wow! Wow! (laughs) Congratulations, Julie, you did it. We're going to hook you up with some lotto tickets. Awesome, thank you. Lotto 649 draw. Tonight you could become a millionaire. And Owen Wilson, will you be back tomorrow? Can we do some more super-powered wows on the show? Sure. I'm loving the Marvel Universe, Taz. It's so exciting. It's like, bang, wow, things flying everywhere. Move over, Kanye West. You may have some competition in 2024. Apparently, Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day has filed a statement of candidacy to run for the President of the United States. Is this going to keep happening? The Rock, Billy Joe, Kanye, is is just, is every future president going to be a celeb? Could be. Oprah. It, well, have, has it happened? Uh, Trump, yeah, Trump. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> has it happened? Oh, God. How quickly we forget. <laughs> I know you've been trying to forget. <laughs> it's been so peaceful. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what this is. I don't know. Is it a uh, publicity stunt? Billy Joe obviously has some some strong feelings about the way things are run in the U.S. I mean, American Idiot, the entire album, if you listen to it, he's a little bit critical. Mm-hmm. So is this something he really wants to do? Does he have a chance of winning? It'll be interesting to see him up there on stage debating, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Still got the eyeliner on. <laughs> I can I just can't imagine a worse job than president. If you are already a millionaire rock star, why yeah. why ruin your life? If you've got a great life, why do you want to be under that critical eye? And you can't do anything right, you know. Sure. And, it's, and it's probably the toughest time in American history to jump on board in four years. Who knows where America will be? But I'm, I'm guessing not in a great spot. Well, he's got some time to think it through. <laughs> 
second guess his his decision. Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day may be planning to run for President of the United States in 2024. Yesterday, we were talking about this viral clip from Jeopardy. A contestant named Scott Schufeld had a little fun with his final Jeopardy question. Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers quarterback, was the uh, the guest host. And he totally trolled Aaron Rodgers with his final Jeopardy question. Category for final today is daytime TV personalities. Accepting a Lifetime Achievement Emmy, he said, just take 10 seconds to think of the people who have helped you become who you are. Over to our two-day champion on the end, Scott. Did you come up with the correct response? Who wanted to kick that field goal? <laughs> that is a great question. Should be, should be, should be correct, but uh, unfortunately for this, uh, this game today, that's incorrect, and you're going to lose... Zero. Thank you for that, and congrats on your two-day win streak. So it turns out Scott, the guy who uh, who asked Aaron Rodgers who chose to kick that field goal, which ended Green Bay's, that decision ended Green Bay's season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's from Tavistock, Ontario. We had his dad, Wayne, on the air yesterday. We are asking who knows how to get in touch with Scott. Well, we found him. He's down in California, and he joins us on the phone. Hey, Scott. Good morning. How you doing? Good, man. Thanks for getting up early for us. Oh, of course. Nope. Any anything for uh, southwestern Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you you get on Jeopardy. Final Jeopardy question: D- Is that something you had decided to do? Like, if I don't know the answer, I'm writing down who who uh, whose decision was it to kick that field goal? Yeah, I uh, I mean, I there's more time than it looks on television, so I definitely spent a a minute or two. Uh, beating myself up on all the wrong answers that led me to a place where I couldn't catch the guy who was in first. But, uh, yeah, then it was a pretty easy decision. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I barely even looked at the category. I bet zero. And I, I mean, it's a fair question. I think it was the only question really you on everyone's mind. You yeah. didn't know the answer yeah. was Mr. Rogers. So <laughs> yeah, no, I knew you knew I, it was Mr. I, Cause I figured his, I mean, Aaron Rogers was the guest host. Mr. Rogers was the answer. Uh, I, I kind of felt like yeah. you did know the answer. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, I, I, that would have been my guess. I mean, I, I feel like the writers were getting a little cute with Rogers as you know, and Mr. Rogers, but yeah, I was more, uh, I guess, concerned about, uh, yeah, being a buff- being a buffoon on national television. I yeah. could I could have said hello to my family and friends and anyone I haven't seen in a year, but uh, yeah, that's the path I took. I guess. Are you a Green Bay Packers fan, or who's your NFL team? I mean, that, that day I was a Green Bay Packers fan, um, but no. I mean, I guess I'd, I'd side with the the. I'd like to see a Bills. Yeah. There you go. Jim Kelly agrees with you there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what was Aaron Rodgers' reaction like off the air? He, he was he kind of chuckled during the show. Did he come up to you afterwards and say anything about your answer? Or? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. He uh, kind of took us took everyone in the studio from his perspective on, on that play and the whole game and anything that uh, he thought might have been. Uh, uh, executed incorrectly and well, so he uh, gave you an answer what did he say about it what did he say about that that field goal attempt when everyone was like we, my buddy's a green bay packers fan and he boycotted <laughs> the super bowl because sure. because they yeah. made that decision instead of going for the touchdown they kicked the field goal and got eliminated what did he say about it off the air well i would never have written it if i thought there was even uh 
a slight chance Aaron wanted that field goal kicked. So it was consistent with that. I mean, I, I don't think he could believe what was happening. He wanted to go for it is oh, the sense I mean, that you got. Oh, yeah, that was the sense I got before and after. And, yeah, I mean, did you see his interview after the game? The guy, It was like a, a hostage <laughs> video. <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers, pretty pretty nice guy, it sounds like. Yeah, and it was it wasn't like he just, you know, had a chat with me about football. He was good. He came out and talked with everybody before and after about various things. And yeah, I mean, I felt like that answer after that he kind of uh, loosened up a bit, and hmm. you know, it was he, good. he did seem a little rigid while he was hosting. What are your thoughts on his hosting abilities as a contestant? Was it harder with him reading the questions? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I, I, you know, I was practicing for it. I was used to Alex's voice and then I got used to, to Ken Jennings voice on TV. And then I, then I had a uh, Dr. Oz. So I was used to his voice and then I got Aaron's voice. So it, it is different when they read the clues. It's, it's very different, but uh, I thought he was, I mean, keep in mind that was, you know, his first day on the on a mm-hmm. job that Alex did for 36, 37 years. Yeah. Um, I mean, you put I, Pat Sajak in the pocket for the green Bay Packers. I'm sure he'd struggle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, if he could, who knows if he uh, had Vanna blocking for him, he'd be okay. <laughs> uh, we we had your dad Wayne on. I, I got to say, all our listeners in Tavistock, Ontario, are very proud of you. I mean, you, you uh, made national, international television, and you did well. You're a two night champion on Jeopardy, which is pretty cool. We asked your dad about how much money you won. This is what he said: forty six thousand ish. That's not bad. U.S. dollars take off the tax. You're still walking away yeah. with a good chunk of change. Yeah. Mom and yeah. dad going to see any of that? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Are you going to get your parents something nice? Well, that, yeah, that that does sound like my dad. That all checks out. Um, <laughs> I am going to, yeah, I would like to go for a nice uh, dinner with the family. It's been so long. Um Everyone can get a large drink. <laughs> At the drive-thru. <laughs> At the drive-thru. <laughs> Scott Schufelt, he, he's a two-night champion on Jeopardy also. He, you've seen him on SportsCenter ESPN. He's all over the place trolling Aaron Rodgers with his final Jeopardy answer. Uh, thanks for the entertainment this week, Scott. And uh, you want to say hi to Tavistock while we got you here? Hello, Tavistock. Hello, Shakespeare. Hello, Hickson. Hello, everybody. Stay safe. Miss you. Soundgarden, if you're a fan of the band and you've been trying to check out what's going on 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 social media, you've probably seen the message. Soundgarden has temporarily suspended its official social, social media accounts due to pending litigation. What does that mean? Uh, well, Soundgarden says that Vicky Cornell, the widow of Chris Cornell, has changed all the social media passwords for the band's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Vimeo, YouTube, Snapchat, Tumblr, Topspin, Pinterest. <laughs> all the accounts have been, the passwords have been changed so the band's members can't get in. Wow. And it's being controlled by Chris Cornell's widow. Now they're in court um, disputing what's going on they uh, the band apparently offered her an amount of money that wasn't satisfactory to buy her out so she's uh she's decided to hold all those passwords hostage 
Let's bring our friend Ian Snedden, partner with Cohen Highly Lawyers, into this conversation. Hey, Ian. Good morning. This this is like a new world problem, but I'm sure it's something that, especially moving forward, is going to come up more and more in family law, in estate law. Like when somebody dies or there's a separation, and perhaps there was some joint social media accounts, uh, who gets the, the right to access those accounts? Uh, well, the owner does, and in this case, I'm not, I'm not uh, all that familiar with the lawsuit, so I don't know all the allegations, but if, the, uh, if it's owned by the estate and, and his, uh, uh, Vicki, if, if she is the, um, I guess, the trustee of the estate, she may have a legal claim, but it's difficult because if it really is a sound garden, um, site or sites that we're looking at, then uh, you know, then the other members have a vested interest in what is done with that name and how it's done. So it could be very interesting litigation. It is um, relatively new in some ways because the other thing is there's going to be a value to those uh, websites or social media generally, and who owns that value? Yeah, who can yeah. sell it? Cause she, she you remember years ago the Beatles sold to well, uh, rights to the Beatles albums that Michael Jackson bought for a fortune. Oh, yeah. um, so it can be transferred, can be sold. In this case, we need to find out more as to who, uh, how are these social media accounts set up? Who who owns them? Yeah, she definitely has the right to a certain amount of money because of the estate of Chris Cornell, but she doesn't get to right. do his job after he's gone. You know, like if I passed, my girlfriend wouldn't start running the Taz and Jim Twitter site and shit. You know what I Are mean? Are you kidding like, me? This is my dream. Get your, <laughs> get your girlfriend. And, she locks you out of it, though? I get to hang out with her every morning yeah. instead of you. I'd take that deal. Yeah, I don't want her to, uh, I don't want Vicki Cornell to be taken advantage of, but it sounds like a move like this makes me like a petty move like this makes me not on her side well she says that she was expecting around four million dollars from the band and they offered her three hundred thousand dollars so big discrepancy between the amount of money she was expecting from Soundgarden and what they offered her then let your lawyers deal with it she obviously had the passwords to these accounts she she was able to change all of the passwords so that makes me think that chris cornell was the one running all the soundgarden social media still still she's not in the band she like yeah yeah i don't get it she doesn't have the right to do that what but. about what about a divorcing couple let's say you uh because you see more and more people are influencers right what if there was an influencer couple yeah 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 like they who, do like pranks on each yeah, other separated what's the family there the, oh, that, the uh, ones that are really annoying yeah that annoying family who did the christmas jammy song and they're always doing <laughs> the uh, hi- the him family the hindrance the holderness the family holderness family yeah what if those two got divorced then like what would how would you split up a social media account Ian. Well, that that yeah, that's tricky because you have to have somebody value it. Uh, you take half the followers, people. I take half the followers. <laughs> you, you could. It's just, it could be as simple as that. Well, except there's there's no property in the uh, in you know that person, the follower. They may say, well, I don't want to go with you. I want to go with the original Soundgarden band or, or whatever the case may be. But it's not unheard of. One of the things that came up, which is clearly not relevant these days, but is air miles. 
So about 10 or 15 years ago, I recall seeing that in um, a, a divorce application, which is a, the lawsuit, where a claim was being made for uh, half the value of the air miles. I'm talking about the air miles that you get when you go to the, the liquor store. store yeah. Or yeah, the, yeah, the, gro- well, the grocery yeah. store, right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to make that first on my list. But, uh-huh. Okay, fair enough. The gas station, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, and that come, came into play because some of them can have considerable value, particularly if you have a person who's traveling all over the place uh, and acquiring a lot of them. So I think by analogy, any asset uh, will be valued in the family law context. And uh, normally that's fair market value. So what a willing buyer would pay a willing seller. So someone, Uh, if if it was a divorce, someone would have to buy the other person out of the social media account. Yes. Wow. Or shut them all down. Shut them down. Would be a bad idea in some cases. Ask a lawyer. Ask a lawyer. All right, Ask a Lawyer with Ian Snedden from Cohen Highly. We've got a uh, uh, poopy neighbor question for you from Garrett. What's your question? Well, long story short, I have the epitome of the neighbor from hell. Uh, everything from stalking on my property to watching my property to causing damage on my property to vehicles, police reports, the whole nine yards. But uh, about two years ago, she built the fence purposely a foot and a half over the property line. So it actually is encroaching on my driveway. It's actually over the property line by foot into my driveway. Um, it's been a long time thing with her. She seems to think that since she can, she built the fence on that side of the property, she owns it so she can go screwing around through my vehicles and around my vehicles and stuff. I was just curious to see if there's any what I could do legally wise to either get the fence torn down and or set up booby traps. Or whatever. <laughs> What's that? Set up booby traps. Oh man, I've had to invest in cameras and everything. Like I have a police reports started from 2007. I call them about once a month. For, what a nightmare. This man. has been going on for 14 years. Yes. <sighs> Dude, do you ever just think about taking a chainsaw and holding it at waist level and just going along the fence? Well, is, right is he allowed? Ian, can you, if somebody builds a fence on your property, I, I would assume you're 100% able to tear it down without getting permission from them. Well, I'm not sure if it's 100%. I'll tell you why. You, you triggered something when you talked about booby traps. So the law in Canada, for example, there are cases where a homeowner in their own house sets up a booby trap, you know, I don't know what kind, I'm thinking of home alone type stuff, uh-huh. and the person comes in and injures themselves, the homeowner can be held liable even though the other person was trespassing. I was joking so, about the booby traps. Don't do that, <laughs> well, Garrett. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you He's got two <laughs> logs on ropes hanging in a tree. They're just going <laughs> to... And, and, you know, paint can to swing down from the right uh, iron to the face, tarantulas, we get it. Don't do any of that. (laughs) Yeah, so the reason I mentioned it only is that you think you can just tear it down. I'm not 100% sure you can do that. Maybe you don't need permission, but but notice, I think, would be reasonable. Say to the neighbor, whether you get a lawyer involved or say on your own, say, look, you're on my property line. And you take it down I, or I'm going to on this date. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. And the one thing that he should be aware of is that there is something called adverse uh, possession. 
So if you have a right to your land and somebody else starts encroaching on that land and you do nothing about it, they can get legal ownership uh, of the property, worst case scenario, or a right like of it. passage. And, Chainsaw, uh, it, get I, it out I, today. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do something about it now, Garrett. Call us back and let us know how that goes, okay? Oh, man, if I could show you guys the videos of this creep, you guys would lock your ass off. Okay, yeah, send us the video of you you tearing the fence down. Yeah, and her freaking out. <laughs> uh, one more call here. Ask a lawyer with Ian from Cohen Highly. We've got Richard with a relationship question. What's up, Richard? Hey, how's it going? Good. What's your question for Ian? So I was with this girl, and uh, we broke up, and I was away. And then when I got back, I was on my way to Ottawa in January, and she told me she was pregnant. Mm-mm. And so, yeah, so there's a little bit of speculation. And so I found out she was then cheating um, and was with somebody and sleeping with them as well. And so then it might have been a, a 50-50 between me and someone else. Lori Povich. Yeah, so, and then she said that uh, we went to the doctor. She asked uh, like when it was more than likely conceived, and they gave a date that we were together. So... Uh, she was like, oh, it's more than likely yours. And then now she's saying, because I found out she was still smoking weed, um, and she said that, uh, I told her, I said, I'm going to either do everything in my power to stop you from doing that or do everything in my power to take the child when it's born because you clearly have an addiction. You can't stop. Because she's been known to be, like, a huge partier. Uh And so she's now saying that it's either his kid or no one's kid and won't have let me have any contact with her or the child, like when it's oh born boy. or any contact with the child. Is there anything Poor I kid. can do? There's got to be something he can do, Ian. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, you mentioned Maury Povich, and for those people who watch the show, there's always a purity test, so that could be one thing. He'd want to know, or, sorry, you're still on the phone there. And she's she's legally obligated. If he demands a one of those tests, she has to provide it, or she has to allow it uh, to be conducted? Or a court will order it, yes. Okay, so there's one option. And then, obviously, if you find out that you're not the father, your feelings about the newborn, maybe, hey, you know, I, I, I'm not interested in raising this child that's not mine. It's the biological child. I'm hope that Richard would want to be involved, and it sounds like he does. And and there's a right. The right, though, people sometimes get mixed up. It's not the right of the parent to see the child, but it is the right of the child to see the parent. So as mm-hmm. long as it's in the child's best interest, and it is presumed that it is to have a relationship with both parents, uh, there will be parenting costs, assuming uh, the child is uh, is Richard's. Does that help, Richard? Yeah. Save all your messages, dude. Save all uh, your messages. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been screenshotting everything. She blocked me on every social media, so it's not even like I can reach out and be like, hey, what's the gender? Hey, how are you doing? Hey, why is this? Or can I go to this appointment? She won't have a word with me. Well, can I just give you a kudos for wanting to be involved? The fact that this is something you want to fight for uh, makes us feel like uh, you'd be a good dad. So good for you, okay? Thank you. Lad Bible website did a survey and determined that The Shawshank Redemption is the greatest movie of all time. Does that hold up with Taz and Jim listeners? We uh, posted on our Facebook page yesterday the same question. What's the greatest movie of all time? 
Jim, what did you say your greatest movie was? The Matrix. The Matrix is yours. Manny, you're going with uh, The Dark Knight. The Heath Ledger Joker performance puts it over the top for you, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, you want to see me make this pencil disappear? Oh, remember that? The first time you saw it? Yeah, wild. <laughs> that was just amazing. Did you ever say what your favorite is of all time, Taz? I, I, well, I, was, wasn't a, I didn't lock it in yesterday, but I'm going to go L.A. Confidential. Yeah, you mentioned yeah. it yesterday. but I think that's my favorite movie. Is it the greatest of all time? It is to me, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what matters. Okay. So, Jim, you've, you've tallied all the comments and the votes on the Facebook page, according to Taz and Jim listeners, what is the greatest movie of all time? Shawshank Redemption. Oh, Lad Bible nailed it, man. About 25% of the respondents said Shawshank was the greatest movie. A couple other honorable mentions here in order of most votes. Forrest Gump uh, was second place. Goodfellas, Pulp Fiction, and Empire Strikes Back are all the top five from our listeners. Yeah. Empire, eh? People, uh, people like going with the Empire over A New Hope, but without A New Hope, Empire wouldn't exist. So, yeah, Empire's great. It's obviously, you know, it, I mean, it, Star Wars fans, the consensus is Empire is the greatest Star Wars movie, from what I can tell. But A New Hope, man, the way it ends, it's like triumphant. It's they movie. blow up the Death Star. It's yeah. like it's the full package alone. I think my number two would be Back to the Future. Hmm. Back to the Future is is a great, just start to finish. Like, it's such a tight movie. Everything in the first half has a payoff in the second yeah, half, you know? amazing script. Okay, Shawshank Redemption, congratulations. Let me ask you guys, do you think that uh, Andy Dufresne really escaped from Shawshank, or did he kill himself? I did, think he escaped. I've never heard that theory. Yeah, watch it again, because there's people out there who think that the the escape was a metaphor and and that Andy and Red both killed themselves at the end when they're at the tree they're in heaven uh nah nah <laughs> really really makes the movie more of a downer doesn't yeah, it <laughs> I, I, it was a triumph like well it still ends as a downer because of Morgan Freeman's the way he goes out right yeah well isn't doesn't he meet him at the tree or does he Wait, die or does he does he was he planning on hanging himself or and doesn't do it I forget how well, that the, works the one guy does hang himself right yeah yeah there's one of the inmates that hangs hangs himself it's been a while since I watched the movie I can't well it's the greatest movie of all time you gotta watch <laughs> it again it used to be on TV all the time now I don't have cable uh-huh we would like to take a moment here to talk about our friend mario vela uh, mario was diagnosed with als lou gehrig's disease 25 years ago and if you don't know what als is it's a disease that causes your body to slowly shut down until eventually you become a prisoner inside yourself uh we didn't know mario before als we've never heard him speak the disease took his voice before we met but we have had many great conversations jim with mario Mm -hmm. it really was quite amazing mario communicates by blinking that's really the only part of his body he can still move on his own is his eyelids and he had these these wonderful uh people around him who would stand there and they would watch mario blink and he what he was doing is he was spelling out (laughs) <laughs> the sentence that he wanted to be communicated. Yeah. To, Almost like Morse code, I guess. Yeah, to the people who are around him. And this, this is classic Mario. You'd be standing there and he'd, he'd be blinking and 
they'd be saying out the letters like T, A, Z, and you'd be standing there and it would take a couple minutes and then eventually you realize he's like, he's saying, Taz, you're looking very soft. <laughs> it's <laughs> like know? a burn. You had to wait for the burn. <laughs> you, you did. You'd stand there and you're <laughs> like, Taz, that shirt is ugly. <laughs> uh, Taz, he wants to say that you are so unathletic. Okay, thanks, Mario. You're so un a t a okay i think i know where this is going Oh, he, he he was one of the guys, man. Um he he never complained. He was never in a bad mood. He loved going out into the world always asking if i wanted to go watch his Dallas Cowboys play at a bar. Hmm. When you looked into Mario Vela's eyes, you could see that he wasn't living with ALS. He was alive with ALS. Mario, he never missed a concert, Jim. He always yeah. had the best seats in the house, and I think he liked that. He had a more active social life than I did. Yeah, he never missed a London Knights hockey game. Uh, he loved rock and roll and hockey, but his greatest love was his daughters. That's what kept them going. Uh, Mario's battle with ALS ended this week. I refuse to say he lost his battle with ALS because this dude, he kicked ALS's ass mm -hmm. 25 years. Do you understand how remarkable that is? From diagnosis to death, usually in patients who receive that news, we're talking two, three, four, maybe five years, nine if you're lucky, but this guy kept going and going. Absolute warrior. Yeah. And we had the pleasure of playing in his annual Mario Vela uh, golf tournament. We got to get up there and laugh and cry as we emceed the dinner afterwards with Mario. He was always so kind with us, uh, telling us how important we were in his life he would listen to the show every morning and he'd talk about uh, how he loved to laugh with us on the radio and he just made everyone around him feel special um source for sports which is a store in london on warncliffe road they changed their sign yesterday to pay tribute to the world's strongest man, Mario Vela. Now, we all know the strongest uh, player is only good as the team around him. Mario's parents are just saints. They, they're true, true examples of what people should be. They were so generous and they loved their son so much. His, uh, his family supported him every day. His friends never left him out. They never gave up on him. They went above and beyond to support Mario because he inspired them. If you ever were having a bad day, if you felt like you didn't want to do something, all you had to do was think about what Mario would give to be able to stand up and do the chores or to go to work. The stuff you didn't want to do. He would have done it, and he would have done it with a smile on his face. Now, we all know there's, a, there's an ice rink up in heaven, right? 
Mario's got his skates laced on right now. He's he's just shooting the puck on the net. He's just waiting for us, and we're going to have a big game when we see you next, Mario. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys still suck. <laughs> we love you, Mario Vela, and uh, we're we're sending our love and our well wishes to your family and friends in this uh, this tough, tough time. Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock. You peacock. You peacock. Sports time. We are joined by Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. So they, they think they've figured out the cause of Tiger Woods' car crash a couple weeks back. Yeah, well, the interesting thing about this is detectives last week determined what the cause was, but at the time they said they could not release those findings because of uh, privacy laws. Now, TMZ has learned that the uh, crash was caused by excessive speed, and the L.A. County Sheriff's Department is expected to release their findings later today. So I don't know what changed over the week. I mean, it's a bit odd that they couldn't release the cause of a crash that happened on public roads. This happens all the time, but it doesn't always happen with Tiger Woods. Uh, But it does appear this was caused by excessive speed. There are still questions we don't know. They don't know if he was conscious when the uh, crash happened, and we don't know if he was conscious when the crash happened because they did not apply to get any sort of uh, and, uh, evidence as to whether or not he was under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Some of the painkillers Tiger is known to take do cause drowsiness, and that has, you know, been an is- issue for him in the past. Me, in my unscientific opinion, would guess that might be at play here, but we don't know because they didn't order the talk. Why didn't they not do that? Jim, I know you're about to ask the same question, right? Well, I was going to say, because I... I... I suspected that when this first happened, that Tiger has a bit of a history, and that may be a, a, a part of the issue. Yeah, you don't want to assume anything, but if a guy's been in uh, a crash before and he's known to have issues with this stuff, you'd think the first thing you'd do was a test at the crash site. And also, there was a, apparently, I read in a news article, there were no skid marks, so he wasn't applying the brake, which is generally if somebody passed out behind the wheel, what happens? Yeah, it's thought he may have even accelerated into the time when you would normally be breaking. I mean, the, the guy has had multiple back surgeries. He's had knee surgeries. He's had a lot of surgeries. He has a lot of reasons to have aches and pain and to be taking painkillers. So I'm not suggesting this is something where he's abusing the drugs. Just simply, these drugs can have these side effects. If I was tied to Woods, I'd not be driving anywhere ever again. I would have, you're Tiger Woods. Someone can drive you wherever you want to go. You can have these people sign non-disclosure agreements if you want. Just don't drive. You're Tiger also, Woods. don't go drinking with David Spade a night before work. <laughs> uh, but the reason they did order the report is, to me, pretty uh, simple. It's Tiger Woods. I mean, um, they... A little they, bias. Um, little rich, famous guy bias. It's, it's very much a rich, famous guy bias, and not just any old rich, famous guy. It's Tiger Woods. Tiger's one of these guys like uh, Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, Muhammad Ali, who are at the top of their game, who just hold a special amount of significance for a lot of people. Thanks, Deb. <laughs>
Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.